0: to purchase, that's a name.
1: Welcome to a very special edition of AYCs Extra. I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me today.
0: Give a warm AYCs welcome to Chris. How are you doing today, Chris? Good. Uh, long time listener, first time uh, caller, I guess. <laughs> well,
1: so glad you can join us, and thank you for uh, supporting the show for all this time, being a, a regular listener and uh, supporter of the program. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I've been listening for so long. I There is a episode early on, uh, like before you were even on there, where the lads talk about everybody throwing up and pooping in like elementary school. That is like one of the most (laughs) transcendent pieces of art I've ever listened to. It's like episode, I feel like it's like 17 or something. Anybody new to the show, go back to the backlogs. uh, Find the one where they talk about the poop and the puke and the pee.
1: I mean, I I know for our show, that's kind of like, what episode is that? It's all about piss and pee. Uh, But I think that's episode 17, like you said, back to school stories, where it's just exclusively about just like violent bathroom problems. Yeah,
0: pause this new episode, go back to that one, and then this will be like a companion piece. We won't talk about poop or anything, but you'll just, you know, it's like a flashback, and then we're here, and what this has become, where I'm finally on here to get to mention it. Uh,
1: it's very appropriate because we are talking about a blast from the past today and uh, Chris and I will be discussing uh, Power Rangers Once and Always which is the 30th anniversary special of not only um, the Mighty Morphin season of Power Rangers but also just the the franchise in general and this this was released uh, uh, Wednesday, April 19th uh, on Netflix and uh, to I would say a pretty big acclaim. It's uh, the last time I checked, it was like number three in the top ten of U.S. Netflix.
0: Yeah, I saw last night it was in like number nine in movies or something like that on there. It like scrolled past on the the screensaver thing, which I was kind of surprised about because like you assume like Power Rangers was popular, but you don't. You never know what people are gonna check out on on there. So and. It's all been kind of trending on the internet too, pretty aggressively, for like the last, I guess, coming up on a week here soon. What was it? It was Wednesday, so like five ish days. Yeah, so yeah, because we're recording this on
1: uh, April 23rd, so it's yeah. been a few days, and uh, at least from my little uh, window into Tokusatsu Power Rangers Twitter, it's been very um positive and very supportive in terms of the special
0: yeah uh more positive than i thought uh i don't like follow a lot of stuff on there but i know good lord i don't know what that that sound came through don't know what that was but uh uh it was it people in like the toku like realm get really negative really quickly that i've seen and this one there's not a lot of infighting uh, so that's pretty sick. I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see people like enjoying something. Cause I've, I've like on both the wrestling side and the Toku side of Twitter. So it's just like, just me like head down every day, just feeling like, can y'all, <laughs> can we just like like something and not have like a controversy? That'd be so sick.
1: <laughs> it's like number of days without controversy on wrestling and Toku Twitter zero. The day it's it, day never goes by without some sort of uh clash but like i said it's been it's been really positive from my end and uh, and just personally speaking i was pretty pleased with the special too like i had a smile on my face the whole time from uh, beginning to end
0: yeah i got weirdly emotional uh watching it i think because like one i was like in kindergarten when power rangers started so like i'm him like i'm the one they made it for like I'm that de- demographic I'm the guy so uh getting getting to this point and like thinking about how I've been watching like people do spin kicks for 30 years and how like they've grown up and I've grown up like watching it uh it's pretty crazy it just feels it felt nuts and then the fact that they kind of went like a i'd say like PG like 11 with it like they didn't quite eke up to 13 but they like they walked up to it a little bit with the 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 act which we'll get more into but just with almost like the the tone and the melodrama and the the action it was kind of surprising and it it felt like I saw someone online kind of refer to which we can get into more in a minute I don't want to jump the gun but how Billy treats Trini's daughter Min with, like, he wants her to handle things in an adult way, and Zach kind of wants to keep her a kid, and how that's kind of the, like, how the the special runs, because it's like, well, this still should be for children, because it's Power Rangers, but we also want to handle it in a way that adults can still enjoy it, because this was also for them with the 30th anniversary. I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it. Um, and that's that's really how it played out. Just in general, like, it's goofy, it's Power Rangers. But there was like a, a, a gray to it, I guess. You know, a little cloud cover over the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, because they very much strike that, uh, tone of, like, this is very cheesy with the dialogue and, like, the, the plot, like, you know, like, original 90s Power Rangers, but it definitely has a maturity in terms of, like, you know, dealing with death and, like, uh, a very... like, a more violent version of their villains that they've had up to this point in just the regular TV series, and I think, for me, they had a, a, a very... Nice balance between that two, and uh, just for anyone else who's listening who may not have seen the special, there we will be talking in full of spoilers about this. And just a quick summary uh, this is like I said, the 30th anniversary of uh, Mighty War from Power Rangers, and it features uh, several returning actors David Joss, Walter Jones, Steve Cardenas, uh, Catherine Sutherland, uh. Along with Barbara Goodson, Karen Ashley, Johnny Youngbosch, and Richard Horvitz, all from you know, the first three seasons of the show. And it's about Billy Billy's dealing with the um, recently returned Rita Repulsa and an um, android body, and how her return results in the death of a, an original Power Ranger, Trini, and how Trini's daughter, Min, gets involved with sort of taking justice for the death of her mother. And and right away, even though I knew that was the plot of the special, it's still very jarring when, you know, uh, Trainee's character is, like, killed on screen by a robot, <laughs> Rita Repulsa.
0: Yeah, they... I felt like they were going to be like, okay, she maybe she falls off the cliff, you don't see her, but they just straight-up blow her up. It's kind of crazy. Like, she gets zapped, and it's just an explosion, and she's gone. And... I guess it's the most Power Rangers way you can possibly handle like a, a real life actor's death, especially tr- twenty plus years after the fact. Uh,
1: yeah, because Tui Trang she died in two thousand one, and you know, she, and I wasn't sure like because like how how do you address something like that and, and like have like you know like a visceral death? Apparently, that seems supposed to be a little bit more. Uh, I guess graphic where the they, the camera would pan over the cliff to see like Trini's body like laying into rocks and rubble
0: yeah that I I saw something about that and uh which I think they did like something like so the Pink Ranger that's supposed to be Kimberly at the time there's like this really effective moment where she like drops to her knees and it isn't like a oh my gosh it's like a I'm going to throw up grief which i thought was really interesting to have had like a power ranger suit actor go that far uh as it's like panning out and you're staring at them over the cliff as everybody else is in like disbelief and it's also kind of true to the character and also the actor because had amy jo johnson showed up for it she was always like the ranger that was still trying to act her ass off like when you watch original power rangers you can tell which one's like going for the career afterwards. And she's very clearly like the, the professional while everybody else is like kind of, I don't want to say lucked into it, but it was just like, but they all kind of lucked into it because who would have known it was a cultural phenomenon before they got in there. But uh, yeah, she was the, I'm I'm going for it. And so it was nice that they, the suit actress in this, since Amy Joe couldn't be a part of it, for whatever reason, she decided, uh, that they kind of honored that in how they they acted out that scene, uh. So that was pretty cool.
1: I do know that's of, of like the various like little notes people have made. People were very appreciative of the uh, suit actress for for Kimberly, you because know, like in, if you remember when the the dinosaurs were destroyed at in in the end of the second season, like. Kimberly character like tries like, has like this big dramatic like no as she rushes forward they have to like hold her back as like, the, as the swords are being like obliterated by like uh, the evil villain. So it's very much in line with that character. and and I would say just for like the returning actors, um, the, the most surprising thing is like David Joss and Walter Jones, this is the first time they've returned to the franchise since they left their initial run of the show. And for, and for, like, pretty valid reasons, because, you know, Walter Jones left over, you know, them not being paid enough, and, and David Josh left from, like, homophobia on the set. And for him to come back and be sort of the, the guiding, like, roles for the show, it's like, it really shows, like, how much the franchise of them have common over the years. And there's a real, like, I would say sincerity to the performance, especially Walter Jones in my performance. Uh, opinion.
0: Yeah, I I thought the same thing and it, it's it's weird to think because Billy did last so long. He was there up through When did when did he it, take off? Zeo. Yeah, I think so. I was trying to remember if he was in Turbo at all, but I don't believe he was. I think it's just Zeo. Uh but it's crazy to think that Walter hasn't been involved since season 2 when they they left like a quarter of the way through the season, I think, which is as
1: yeah a, for the peace summit.
0: yeah, as an adult, those episodes are incredibly jarring, uh because as a kid, you don't really pay attention, but now you watch it and they have like they only show them in the suits or like from behind and stuff like that, or like stock images of them like staring up at Zordon. and <laughs> whoever tried to do Austin St. John's voice in the the fight scenes was way off. Which also (laughs) weirdly, they used audio from older Power Ranger stuff for everyone but him in this special, it sounded like. I heard somebody say later on when they do something in his like second scene on screen that you can you can hear his voice, but in that like first fight scene uh, where Trini dies, it does not. It's like it's definitely not him. I don't know where they pulled the audio from or who they got to do it. Uh, I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, because there was a lot of like, like archival audio used for the the characters whose actors couldn't be there, like Jason David Frank, who had sadly passed, MJ Johnson, who passed for personal reasons, and um, Austin St. John. And so, like, I know there was like in, in some places, like. I would say fairly good audio like snippets. Of course, you know they kind of have to play with the fact you know these key people aren't there, but those bits aside from like maybe Austin's uh, sounded you know, hey that was pretty crisp for like a thirty year old audio clip.
0: Oh yeah, especially the uh, the trainee audio, and it's like you can kind of I couldn't place like in my mind as I was watching it which specific episode it is because I just have like. Thirty years of unnecessary, like, knowledge of all pop culture shoved in my brain, but like I recognized it all, uh, and I, I assumed that's what they were going to do uh, in the first place. It worked out really well. Uh, it's it's a bummer that they they couldn't get everybody, uh, but I like I don't think it takes away from anything, which I know certain people kind of, you know feel like it does that it wasn't all the original cast and then you have people stepping in for the first time in probably it's like 30th anniversary this is probably the first time somebody's watched it in 29 years and they're like yo where's where's kimberly who's the blonde girl so uh and then it's like i i appreciate they sorry if you hear a loud neighbor driving through the neighborhood uh i appreciated that they kind of did the the like 2021 dune version of this special where they are like we're not really going to explain anything if you've you didn't watch seven six or seven seasons of this so uh just assume that like we know what's going on and you just have fun uh where like dune is the movie where it's like, yeah, I don't know, read the book, you know, enjoy what you're watching, take it at face value. Uh, I, I appreciated that they did that with this special.
1: Because I, I think uh, the reason why there's not a lot of explanations for some of the things that happen is that I think they correctly assumed that the people who are watching, a lot of people who are watching the 30th anniversary, they already know a lot of the lore and like the details from you know, the last 30 years, I mean, m- me, myself included, my hand is raised, like, and I was, I was pretty uh, satisfied with like how they address certain points in the special, like how, you know, that for the first time in the show's history, they specifically mentioned the Z-Wave, the moment in that in the, in space season where Zordon sacrificed himself, sends his energy out to destroy all the nearby villains. And, that, that was never given an official name. That was always just like a fandom term and they used that specific line in the show and just like, it's just like steeped in Easter eggs and how Rita's return, you know, when Z-Wave hit her, it, it sponged all her evil but she was still left alive and that evil essence uh, was uh, gathered when Billy tried to resurrect Zordon and that evil energy possessed an alpha droid and made her into the evil and like it was a pretty succinct explanation for what it was, it was like okay that makes sense you know if you know the series lord you know you, okay that's probably as good as i was expecting
0: yeah I, I while i was watching the special i was like all right i wonder if they're going to explain it or if they're just going to be like okay we're you know we're just here now Reed a robot and then they went to that flashback scene and i'm like okay thanks that's all i needed we're good everything else in the the whole thing I was fine with. I was like, okay, that was my only, like, Uh, we going to figure this out? Because it's been, like, close to 30 minutes in a 50-minute special. So, can uh, can you tell me something? And they did that. And I was like, okay, cool. Explanation works for me. This isn't, I mean, it's Power Rangers still. It's not going to be, like, it's not King Lear, you know?
1: Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I know there, I mean, obviously with all the fans, like, there's going to be some that's like, why is it, like, this, Thirty-year-long children's program have like the tightest continuity, and it's like, well, because you said it yourself, this is a, a children's show that's been running for thirty years, and of course, you're gonna have like a thorough line, but there's just not going to be that sort of like heavy internal continuity, and sometimes you can give the fans too much, mm-hmm. and you know that can that can hurt a, a program too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't, you never want to lean too far into letting someone else steer the ship you know what I mean especially like people who are just there to enjoy it I think that's a problem that I'm not going to get into into like a full discussion on the the Power Rangers 30th <laughs> anniversary special but I think that's like a problem with like all art currently where it's like giving giving the consumer the the pencil, if you will, to write everything instead of telling the story and allowing them to like it or not. And uh, I think sometimes we don't lean enough into respecting fans and sometimes we lean too much into to giving fans too much of what they dictate. And uh, I think this kind of did a pretty good job of walking that line for a a nostalgia special.
1: Yeah. And I, like, plenty of just, like, oh, yeah, like, like, when they had, like, the Radbug 2, and, um all, like, I, and, like, the new, um, the new Command Center, the new Alpha, and, like, when Catherine, uh, plays Cat, said, referred to the line, too much pink energy is dangerous, like, all these, like, little, like, bits, like, it, it, it felt really good, okay, so this is, to, to me, the right amount of fan service. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I appreciated also that, like, it kept the world feeling like it was lived in. Like, we haven't seen Angel Grove in a while, but it felt like Angel Grove was still, like, it became what Angel Grove would become in, like, 30 years. Like, yeah, um, I thought it was sick that they still use the command center as, like, because, like, how do you explain a building sitting out in the middle of nowhere especially when there's nobody to keep up some sort of like invisibility shield or something over it so being like okay yeah well this is my my tech industry uh building was a, a smart move uh in terms yeah. of like and i like oh no go ahead
1: no i'm sorry uh no i i also like enjoyed how We what these characters became in the 30 years, like using Zach going away for a peace conference, like he became a a congressman and Billy becoming like this tech uh, tycoon and basically reformatted the command center to be like his, you know, like Apple headquarters type thing. And and even the ones that didn't have like, you know, I guess lofty uh, careers, like Rocky became a firefighter. I guess uh, Kat was just like, she's just a a regular civilian uh, mother now. And it's like, it's nice to see like, you know, they've had lives outside of, you know, just fighting aliens and robots, you know, that they had relatively normal lives after all that.
0: Yeah. And they, I thought it was cool with Kat specifically, they kept to the uh, comic book canon of her being like, she married Tommy and they have a child. Uh, What is it? I can't remember. if that like one? JJ. Yeah, his name's JJ. What's the the comic? Is it Wrath of the Dragon or something? Something like that. Soul of the Dragon. Soul of the Dragon. That makes more sense. I don't know why he would feel wrath. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so like that. I thought that was cool that they, because it's well before he's old enough to have done what's done in the comic, but that they like foreshadowed that in this and were like, yeah. We are trying to keep these things kind of together uh, as best we can mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, like, storytelling. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, also, Walter Jones does not look like he's aged at all. Like, just barely. N- like, he looks like he's aged maybe, like, seven, eight years instead of 30. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's insane. It's like they kept him in, like, an ice box because he looks... B- very little different from like 1993 and like when he did his his hip hop keto and let their Angel Grove juice bar fight scene it's like Walter still got it
0: that fight was sick like legitimately like more so than just like a like a oh good this is kind of a fun power Rangers fight like the stuff he was pulling off looked good the the head scissors I don't know if he he did it or stunt <laughs> I assume it was a stunt person but the little head scissors bit was really awesome uh also the putties were violent like they threw a woman off of a building at one point that that was a, yeah. the, one of the most shocking moments to me they had to like save her i was like they weren't doing this before they they've been fed up for like sitting in like <laughs> dormant for like 30 years or probably like 20 28 27 years themselves they're they're ready to like whoop ass i guess they've had it
1: yeah, because I mean, it makes sense if you think like since Rita is now like, like, literally e- evil personified as all the evil essence of Rita and her robot body. So, and she's like immediately, I'm going to kill you. Like, you know, they never they never said the word kill no. in the original show, and like, it's like right away she's like more aggressive, more evil, more violent, and it, it w- would make sense that her minions would be reflected in that. And how, like, vicious they were.
0: Yeah, uh, w- it, because they're, like, molded, right? They don't really have a mind of their own. Uh, I wish that there was some sort of, like, robo-finster. I thought, I wish they had, like, done something with that, too. If they she could have figured out how to, like, make... Because she, she has, like, the, the monsters. If they could have brought back Finster or something, that would have been sick. Just have him, like, tinkering away. That's maybe, like, my one... Uh, I wish they would have done something with him just because he's also one of the coolest designs in history to me in all of, like, tokusatsu and, like, just, like, pop culture entire. I think he's so sick looking, just like this little feathered goblin fella. It was,
1: like, like with twigs going off his fingers. Yeah. And... and- for the toy collectors out there, the Lightning Collection version of Finster is like insanely detailed with all these little tiny props.
0: I don't know if it's on camera. It's like behind me in the corner. It it may be my favorite of the, the Lightning Collection of all of them, which is an Amazon exclusive. So if you didn't know it existed and you're looking for it, I'm sure it's on there. It's like 25 bucks. It's If it's the one toy you own of the villains, it's the one that's... Worth buying the most because it's so awesome.
1: And um, I, part of me wonders um, if, in, if 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 you're going by like the comic, if he was like, if he was turned good because he was never really that evil in the story. I think in the, in the Soul of the Dragon comic, he was like purified by the Z Wave, so he was yeah, like, that's good right as well. So, but I guess if, if 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 like evil, if Rita's evil got. Put, could put it, maybe like the little tiny evil that was in Finster could be like roboticized. I was curious for the decision for her like big monsters like Snizzard and Minotaur. Like they're a classic monsters, but they're, when I think of like of the cl- capital C classic first season of Power Rangers monsters, they don't
0: jump to mind. No, I you would think they would have done Pudgy Pig like a robot Pudgy Pig that feels like yeah. i mean they went to the well on that character twice because the first time i ever saw power rangers was in kindergarten it was the second pudgy pig episode so like yeah he they liked him enough to like use him for two full episodes in like a like first season run so <sighs> I, it is really strange. I, I don't know if it's some sort of like action figure synergy because they had already released Snizzard, but they already had Pudgy Pig out and then the week it was either this week or yeah, it was this week, they announced the Rita figure and the Minotaur figure and the Minotaur figure's been I like I believe leaked if not who he was, just that there was a monster for that wave coming for maybe before they even were like shooting the the special i may be wrong on that i can't keep up with when but it's been announced for a long time because it was supposed to come in a wave with the uh uh wild force red figure and everybody was like curious how they were gonna dance around that with like a head sculpt but I think that yeah. Th- I think that figure got canceled, and they probably won't do a head sculpt once they finally release it, just for like suit character, like get everybody out reasons. If they make it that far,
1: yeah, because um, there's definitely some other Ranger actors that wouldn't be coming back for uh, many different reasons. Yeah,
0: at least a handful. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was really strange because like, and especially if you're doing a. Because the whole thing was kind of like a memorial to to, to Trini in general. And yeah, uh, she had that, like, iconic episode against, I can't remember the monster's name, but he's the skeleton with the, the hat that he would, like, yeah. follow. So you think maybe they would do a robo version of that just to kind of, like, call back to that, just to add a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, those two just are not, I like I can think of so many like if you go Power Rangers monster there's like at least like 10 maybe that I would think before I'd even come across those two in my head so
1: and I'm not even counting like Rita's like minions like uh Goldar, Squat, Babu, Scorpina. Although if Scorpina came back I would have done about 10 flips.
0: Oh yeah that would have been so awesome.
1: Welcome back. This is part two of my discussion of the Once and Always Power Rangers special with my guest, Chris. And we're just going to get uh, back to action, to borrow a phrase from the series. To get back into some of the details of the show, you talked about the putties being more violent. And I was really impressed by like how violent the rangers would get sometimes, in, um, especially in the, the third act uh, battle with Robo Rita and Bandora Palace on the moon.
0: Yeah, they uh, that I think when we talked about it, when we were messaging about it, that was like the thing that stood out to me immediately was just like how it I, because they were like, well, she's a robot, so they can get away with it a little more than like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they honestly went like X Games mode with the the violence <laughs> uh, specific. There's a there's a point where Billy ran her through with his power lance where it's like you see her and then you see it just like go up through her chest and I was like, well that's new for Power Rangers. Like that was the first like oh okay moment. Uh that and then when Trini's daughter Min throws the the daggers and like pins Rita up against the wall and then Zach just uses the the uh cannon for like, probably effectively the first real time in. I know he's like shot it before, but this was like the first time where it's like, oh yeah, he has a, a cannon axe that he's actually using here, and it it was it was vi- like incredibly violent. There, even to the point where Rocky like dives and stabs. I guess it was Minotaur. I can't remember. Yeah, because um, yeah, Snizzard was the one what, that Magus yeah. wants. Okay, I was trying. To, I couldn't remember my. Yeah, so he stabs Minotaur when he's on the ground, and he does like a diving like jab down, and Cat even goes, "Man, Rocky, that was pretty hardcore." <laughs> so they they even kind uh, of acknowledge it at least,
1: and like I, I was ready for like you know. When they were just going to Hammond, that last action it was like, is cat going to just, like, no-scope somebody, shoot, like, arrow through the head or, or something? Like, I was kind of expecting, like, they are going to go crazy. And for what they did, they went all out. I and One scene I love with men who sort of at this point has, you know, been officially chosen as the new Yellow Ranger, when she does the move where all the putties are surrounding him, but she does, like... They're reaching back and over and like swipe some wall with her her dagger. That was a really great move.
0: Yeah i I thought that looked awesome. Uh, I'm kind I'm almost surprised they didn't like decapitate a putty where like she they just like hit it and it like the head pops off into like the the clay like the digital clay that they did this time around. Uh, yeah. At, at the rate they were going, I'm really surprised they didn't pull something like that off because it was just so so aggressive. It was sick. I enjoyed it, uh, but not, like, too much to where, like, a kid can't handle it, you know what I mean? So that was nice. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm sure, like, if a little kid was watching this with their Power Rangers parent, would be like, that's, that was sick! That was awesome! And, like, if I saw that at ten years old, I'd be hitting the ceiling.
0: Yeah, all I wanted at that age was to watch people kick people and to watch swords, so that would have been, like, right up my alley. Uh, cause, like, yeah, I would, I would when I was young, that's all I was searching for was just like martial arts and swords and sorcery and Power Rangers kind of melding those up to like a a certain degree was like cool. Um, Yeah. That there were a lot of like pretty, they did a lot of like out of suit fighting, which I thought was interesting. uh, Especially because I know uh, for uh, Dino Fury, they kind of talked about how they that was not fun to choreograph for them like ha- yeah. having to figure out how to shoot them out of suit fighting stuff so i thought it was pretty interesting that they like went for it in this special with the uh with like they these people haven't done this in a long time you know what i mean <laughs> and like a, yeah. a whole a whole point of the plot was that they couldn't morph because they could get tracked so they had to be out of those suits, whipping ass. Uh, I, and that was really most of it. Honestly, they they would like jump in and out of like morphing in, in their suits, but it seemed like they probably spent more time fighting out of them, especially in like any real significant way, than in the suits.
1: Yeah, because like I said, they had that built-in plot explanation that Rita, you know, since she's using. The energy from captured power rangers to power machine to go back in time to essentially kill the rangers, you know, literally while they're sleeping in bed, I'll kill you. Like, just like, oh, wow, Rita, she'd go off. And, um, and because she's using ranger energy to kind of trap them, they they walk around in civilian form a lot to avoid being detected. And I will say. That, probably the difference between um any other reunion specials is probably there's only like essentially four or five main like combatants so i'm sure that's easy to choreograph in like um the number of bodies they had for like the the dino fury reunion and especially dimensions in danger yeah
0: and uh one thing we're kind of forgetting to talk about is that uh, the major plot point for this is that Rita was like trapping rangers to, she was like shrinking them down through Snizzard's new abilities, I guess, where, uh... and then hooking them up to this device that you later figure out as a time travel device so she can go tell Rita on like the day of the dumpster, uh, if you will. Uh, that like basically what basic give her intel be like this is what happens don't let it happen again uh yeah which is why the morphing was such an issue because they could find them and they in another like hasbro synergy moment they have like all these little action figures on the hooked up to the machine on this little like display shelf that like that's what's happened to them all they've all been shrunk and they're all getting like their life sapped out of them, I guess, to uh to make a time portal. Uh, so you see like all sorts of rangers. I on- I honestly half expected them to show other rangers, like out somewhere instead of just talk about them because they had so many captured. Uh, I wonder if they left that open in case they want to do any sort of future reunion stuff where they're like, oh yeah, we can. This happened in the at this time, and here's what happened, and here's how we got to where we are now, uh, with like this Lost Galaxy Ranger or uh, just whoever. I can't remember all the ones that they had on the shelf. Uh,
1: they had a they had a, a nice I guess array. They had you know t- since Jason, Tommy, and Kim were captured from the originals, so they had uh, Zeo, Lost Galaxy, Wild Force. Uh, I think maybe Magda Defender, uh, but they're, they're literally the Hasbro Lightning Collection figures, and and you know obviously that kind of goes in part with their emulating like a like a lower budget TV show, and and I just remember when you know Finster would have like the the proto monster they would be like action figure size, like wiggling around in his hand before they put him into the. The, the, the monster machine to make him real.
0: Yeah, I that was always my favorite part, especially on the early stuff, where it's just, like, a little, like, moving clay monster. uh, Like, the arms go up and down. Because it, it felt, like, obviously it's cheesy, but it kind of, like, gives life to this world of, like, Power Rangers more than... Like, that's the type of shit that sparks your imagination. Like, you can watch anybody get in a suit and kick people. They've made, like billions of dollars off of it with uh for Disney right now but when you watch something like that and you you see the the heroes but then you see the little like goblin guy and he's got this little clay toy that moves and it becomes a monster that's when you that's when your brain starts going oh this is interesting like that's always the stuff that got me into things like you watch a movie like the labyrinth and you see the little, like, goofy caterpillar character, and you're like, I want to know more about that stuff. I want to know more about the little clay monsters that Finster's making. Everything else is, like, it's, like, what you expect. Uh, And then that's where you're, I feel like that's where you start to get kind of a creative mind as, as a young person when you see these things. And so that's what I always appreciated about Power Rangers, is it, like, it kind of in those moments opened up, like, this creative, like, part of my brain that, like, other stuff that's probably, like, honestly done more damage than good over <laughs> over the years, because I can't do math, but I can think about all this stuff. Uh, that's what kept me, like, interested in the world I occupy and worlds that I could create, is the little things like that. So, like...
1: Yeah, I, I you... I'm sorry, I was going to
0: say, so maybe a kid seeing like, oh, they shrunk this person and it's kind of like my action figure. Maybe that kind of gets them in that creative space, too, where they're like, it's a tiny Power Ranger stuck on a shelf. You know what I mean? It's not just like all the regular stuff that you see and everything else, like right in front of your face all the time. It's the little moments.
1: Yeah. Eh. And like you said, like there's just they're, especially with the original series when they're taking like the, the original Sentai footage, there's just so much little detail and that's ne- not really expounded upon, but it's it's just eye-catching enough. To, like, I want to know more. Like, you know, like, what goes on inside Rita's castle? What goes on in the command center? Like, you, you're given just enough to wonder about. And, like, especially when you, when things like you have toys and, and a show like this that really just engender that imaginative speculation, I feel like that's very important for kids. And th- I think there's a line at the, toward the end of the uh, special where, like... Like, Morphing Grid has limitless possibilities. And, like, to me, Morphing Grid is just, like, imagination energy. At at least in my interpretation of it, because, you know, there's no set parameters for it. Not hard rules anyway. And, like, you can just kind of do whatever you need to make the story happen.
0: Yeah, and because you get that and you go, oh, I wonder what happens in Rita's palace. You come up with it. You know what I mean? In your head and... As a kid that's that's like the best thing. Like that's all I cared about, like playing with my action figures and like coming up with something. It's just like Star Wars, you go into a cantina, you see a million characters. You don't have to tell me who all the million characters are. Just like give me a taste. Maybe you can give me a name in some sort of book later that I can see when I'm like eight or nine. And then I mm-hmm. I I think a lot of like world building stuff is that people do now is a little bit of a detriment to imagination Uh, in terms of like, you don't have to fill every space, just give, give people a little bit of it. And I think Power Rangers kind of was good about that, especially in like the earlier seasons. And like, here's this thing. That's like this gyro thing. That's spinning in the background. What does that do? And then you're like, okay, well I've made up in my head what that does. And now I'm like, like, what does Rita do on Tuesday, you know what I mean? <laughs> when when it's not on screen, what are they up to? Like, where's the, where's the bathroom? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. For me, I always wondered, like, what happened when, you know, she threw her wand to Earth from the moon, and it, it made the monster big, but when she inevitably lost, it's like, who goes to get it?
0: I... I thought about that. I was like, "Ah, it's probably some like magic like dissipates and pops back into her hand sort of thing. But it did seem like pretty impractical just to be like, at least Zed had those bombs. Like he's just going to make more of them. Let's keep chucking them. But yeah, she had to get her staff back every time. And it's like, does she send Squat and Babu to like dejectedly like have to go grab it? Could the Power Rangers at any time have gone over and been like, oh, I got it now. Can't do this no more. So
1: it's just like, oh, shit, I never thought about because like, I guess at a, at a certain point, I was like, my head kind of was like, like you said, gold gold or squat, baby, just like it's like you stupid idiot. Go get my stick. And he's like flies hours to earth and picks it up and flies back. And she's just sitting there like tapping her foot, like waiting on to get back.
0: Yeah, that's why it takes a week uh for them to to do anything. Cause she's got to reset every time. Cause she's got to send them on the trek for her staff. It's like finding the dragon balls. You gotta, <laughs> gotta go through all the trouble of flying halfway across the world to get it. Um, uh, but yeah, I just in general, I really like this special. I'm, I was planning on giving it another watch last night actually to prep for this. And just because I thought it was sick and I wanted to see it again, but, uh, yeah in in the south right now i don't know if anybody listening is aware of this but allergies are really terrible uh and yeah i was down for the count so i i was like getting ready to turn it on i was just like out cold uh but yeah i another thing i appreciated about the special was the kind of relationship that everybody seemingly like kept up with each other like it seemed like they didn't see each other all the time, but they probably talked regularly. Uh, Yeah. Which I think is probably true to life for some of them because of the, like, like, Comic-Con circuit and stuff like that. Uh, So it's probably a little easier for them to, like, jump back in that role and talk to each other because they probably do see each other more often than, uh, than not. But also the relationship between uh, Zach and Min because he became, like, her her guardian. Uh, yeah. I I really appreciated that that part of it. I thought it was, like, because they, they always kind of have, like, a, uh, they, like, pushed a, like, Zach and Trini narrative later on. I don't remember if they did it on TV. I know they've done it in, like, Or maybe I'm making that up in headcanon. I always... But, like, I feel like there was a point where it was kind of like... They teased Trini and Billy being close. And then they moved away from that. And it was like Zack and Trini spent more time with each other. But I might be making that up. Because I know in the comics they kind of do a Trini-Jason thing. Uh, But it was was nice to see that he, like... He took over that role of, like, okay, I'm gonna... uh, step in and care for my friend's daughter and try and raise her. Uh, And then she's, like, resentful of Billy because he accidentally caused Rita to come back and, like, blamed him for her mother's death in the special. Uh, So that was also interesting to see, like, because they don't really touch on heavy stuff like that in Power Rangers anyways, like there's kind of some I mean there's like girl accidentally starts the apocalypse because she just wanted to go outside because <laughs> she was uh, experimented on or whatever uh yeah. that that's about as heavy as they get you know just into the world stuff not interpersonal <laughs> drama unless it's like a dear John letter episode
1: because <laughs> I I do think it's it's very appropriate that uh, once again, that David and Walter were sort of the the pillars of this special because Billy and Trini's character had been so close, and like I, you know, I, Walter was to me. He kind of felt like he was a lot, a lot of ways the heart of the team in, in different uh, moments, and it really shows through here. And 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 like I just like to I, I just really appreciated like the sincerity that came from it. Like I loved uh, how pater- like immediately paternal um that became with with men and and how they gave men's space in the special to feel like that righteous indignation like she has she has a reason to be angry at them for one being secretive and like their exploits being a result resulting in her mother's death and and them not like making men to be the bad guy. Yeah, she's young and she had and she's kind of like acting out in brash ways. But at the end, she's they still acknowledge that the things she's feeling are, you know, she's right to feel those.
0: Yeah, and even Billy kind of acknowledges like he beats himself up. And I don't in the special it's like he feels bad, but he also doesn't like sit there and let like the words of a, a grieving teenager like derail him which i think a lot of other stories might do he's just like yeah i screwed up it sucks i feel bad she's gonna feel what she's gonna feel i hope she forgives me uh which i thought was interesting because they just didn't like swing so aggressively that like pity party way he's just like he kept moving forward you know like we got to figure this out we're gonna figure this out whether yeah this teenager forgives me or not so I thought that was pretty interesting. Cause,
1: cause they still had to stop this evil robot witch, and you know he can't, you know, kind of like sit in his like gloom corner and be like, "Woe is me! I ended the world." Like just, we still have to get up and fight this. And I, I really appreciate him working through his grief and his, you know, failure, and to, to sort of make a resolution and. And I loved like their call to action was the Bandora protocol, the, the nod to the Sentai, and just like basically like this big back signal sends out to all the uh, the Rangers. And, you, and when you, when they're going through the co- screen on the command center, you see like all these other places that this series has happened, like Turtle Code, Astro Megaship, Ship, and and like the show, like even power rangers are still active doing their things even when you know their seasons have ended
0: yeah and uh they they just did a lot of nods to to people from the past i like i wish there had been more bulk and skull involvement but i liked the like quick nod to them like they're still at it still bros doing what they do because they've they've appeared more than most of these actors have at this point uh in the series yeah and then having the the juice bar still around was awesome uh i someone mentioned they w- this is like one of those like i wish they had done it too cuz i kind of looked around for it but like like a plaque with ernie on it maybe mm-hmm. just because he you know he's another actor that had passed that was part of it i thought that would have been nice just to acknowledge like like but maybe canonically they were like yeah ernie's still around you know what I mean? So Yeah. Sorry I dropped my phone. That's true. Hopefully that didn't pick up. Uh but yeah. No, I think it'd be fine. Uh but yeah, I I liked all the little nods and stuff like that. I I just thought the special was it made me feel emotional because of the passing of time. And then just like you know, find uh, an actress that never really got her like full chance, kind of getting a whole special made in her honor and then they they did that tribute at the end to everybody that wasn't there and who who's passed away and stuff like that which like I knew they were going to do something like that but I completely forgot about that that scene of uh Kimberly singing with the guitar and them all sitting around with each other so I was like oh yeah this is incredibly effective uh I I also I wish they had done uh, like, suit acting for the Megazord scene. I didn't think it looked bad, though. I thought it, like, it didn't look good by, like, a lot of, like, <laughs> seat, but it was, like, a specific level of charming, and even the way that they killed Snizzard with the Megazord was a little bit more over-the-top than normal with, like, the way they slashed him and kind of, like, dove over him and, like, I don't know. They, whoever was choreographing this one was, was like, yeah, I'm gonna have a good time with Power Rangers this month.
1: Yeah, because uh, I know that was uh, like a smaller criticism people had because the uh, the suit for the Megazord. I don't know what condition like a suit would have for the Megazord would have been in, or like what the logistics was to get that back. But I wasn't like bothered by the CG, and I mean, you know, we we saw the, how the, the the CG Ninja Megazord from uh, the Power Rangers movie and. <laughs> I was I was kind of hoping that Aisha would have been a part of the, the the team in certain ways. like she was just like, "Where's the nut kit bucket? Yeah. Th- that kills bad guys instantly. Just kick them in the nuts." Uh, but I, I thought you know how they CG the the dino the dinosaurs and how they you know basically they were reenacting the. Uh, how they were summoned in the original series, like pretty closely. I was half expecting when the Pterodactyl Zord to come out that it would it would hit the tree on the way out like it did in the original. But it's like I guess they didn't do that. But that would have been like that would have pushed it over the ha- top for me. But I thought it looked fun.
0: Have you ever seen the clip from? Uh, I don't remember which episode it is, but there, it's a Megazord scene, and I, the footage that they used. I don't know if it was, like, intentional that they got sent this or what, but there's, like, a little boy sitting in the foreground as the Megazord is, like, doing something, and he just kind of, like, turns like a little, like, Japanese child, and, like, you can kind of see his head for a second where he's turned, and then it, like, cuts away. Like, I don't know if they accidentally sent them, like, cut footage for the episode or what, but there's a Power Rangers episode out there. I'll, I'll find it later. I'll send it to you where like you can see just a child on the set that was like on set that day for Power Rangers during the Megazord battle it not even for Power Rangers for uh Zeo Ranger it's just so wow, okay. it, it's so awesome it's so funny my friend and i have been laughing at it for so long cuz it's just like he he just like absent-mindedly just kind of like turns his head to like look back at the camera cuz he's just like sitting in the foreground just somebody's kid <laughs> Is awesome. Uh <laughs> I wish they had No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I'll I'll find it for you. It it's fantastic. Uh but yeah, I didn't I didn't mind that. I thought it was funny like I'd have to re watch it, but it looked like they just used the toys again and like I don't know if they like digitally animated the toys moving, but they definitely used like the new uh like Zap Megazord sculpts for the mm-hmm the individual uh zords um but yeah it i know also they were fighting on the moon they probably didn't want to build a moon set so yeah so that that was kind of fine with me
1: and plus, i think that, that the how that fight was framed was a reference in it itself cuz i think like the super nintendo power rangers game there's like like the final level is where you fight a monster on the surface of the moon in the Dino Megazord. Yeah, I
0: think you're fighting Cyclopsis, maybe? I can't remember. That That might be it. Uh, but yeah, I do think you fight on the moon on that. That that game's so sick. Uh, that game ruled because you would play like halfway through the level before you morphed. I thought that was so fun. That was always like my favorite part. It's like you got to a certain point and it was like, guess what? time for you to morph and finish the level so it's like you there was a point to your progress other than just like a regular beat-em-up i thought that was so cool yeah i love that game
1: and plus like it, it tracks with the show like you know they fight the putties as people then they turn into power rangers and then they fight with the megazord like it's just a natural progression of the story so it be reflected the game
0: yeah i and i'll be honest as a kid i was always way more pumped when they were like fighting on playgrounds and stuff like that out like out of suit because i was like i can do that like they're like (laughs) doing like tricks on rollerblades like trying to like jump through like playground equipment i'm like i can do that tomorrow if i wanted if a space alien showed up yeah let me do the same thing and then when they get in the suits i'm like i don't got the suit fair play you got that one
1: yeah because i i do remember um one of the the benefits of the special is people were just like re-releasing like basically super cuts on Twitter of ex-actor uh, fighting putties at their civilian forms. Like you, you saw a lot of like Rocky's uh, fights, Adam's fights, and you know, kind of went down the list and like how, you know, a lot of them were, you know, accomplished martial artists. So they were like really, you know, very proficient in what they were doing and you know not just jason david frank but like the rest of the cast and you, know, you realize oh yeah they're all you know or i wouldn't say all there's definitely some that were more this is an actor we kind of got them to do some punching kicks versus like these are martial artists we hired to be actors but you, you really see like how creative they were in and their fight choreography
0: yeah and you you really can see those putties catch one every once in a while like that they kept in there like a a stiff shot to the chest or something like that I'm like oh so which also like because of my like loving violence as a kid loving martial arts brain I'm like heck yeah like I I got the same thing from that that I would get from like a Jackie Chan stunt just because it like it looked sick I don't I know it's not real but like there are moments where it was accidentally real and as I grow up with it I'm like that's kind of cool like they were throwing a couple of those on accident and caught some people, so but yeah. Uh, yeah, like you
1: know, like Billy or or Jason like actually throws a potato and then like just clocks like a stunt guy in a putty outfit and he's just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he probably
0: like goes down quicker than he than he would have in the scene just so he can get a break. He's like, Man, that that Amy Joe Johnson is just like kicking the shit out of me today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which she just like split kits and just like knocks two people on their back.
0: Which I actually, I feel, no, it was a suit actor. I was going to say, I feel like, uh, I've seen stuff with the, the stunt people, but I know there was a, I've, I've watched like behind the scenes stuff for the movies. There was like a very, very buff woman that was like doing a lot of the choreography, uh, that like, I wouldn't want to get caught by her either. So... <laughs> Rough day at the
1: office. Uh, oh, I've, yeah one uh, one last little suit after bit. I really love Rita's Robo Rita's suit after because she had just a lot of like flourish in her movies when she does like her her twirling of her wand. She does like this little bit with her dress. She flings it around and. We haven't touched on it much, but, like, Barbara Goodson really knocked it out with her return as Rita. Like, the original English dub voice actress for Rita, and she had a lot of great lines in that. Just a really killer performance.
0: Yeah, it it's almost, you almost forget it, like, it felt so, like, natural and, like, back and, like, comforting that you forget that it's been just as long since she's done it, that it's it's been since some of these rangers showed up. It, it's kind of like you hear Goku's voice again you just assume he's been doing it forever because he has, but she hasn't been this character in however long. And uh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, She and the suit actress or actor, whoever, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to misgender anybody. They, they were killing it. They, they were like, there was a lot of flair and a lot of like expressiveness that you don't always get from those characters. So that was awesome
1: especially when like Rita was never like the combatant villain and for her to like take just a, a personal role and like fighting the Rangers. It's definitely like, you know, just as exciting to was how everything is different for this one.
0: Yeah. That, and that is, that is true. She was never down like in the trenches so that it's kind of, it is cool to finally see like, which is probably in my mind, I don't even think about it, but that was probably like, as they're writing it, they're like, we're finally going to have them fight Rita. And, uh, yeah, it was great. She would, the, she was great doing the, like, bringing that character back to life. And then, like, physically, whoever was in the suit just knocked it out of the park.
1: Mm-hmm. And one last little bit, they just kind of really just put a cherry on top is at the end, they recreated the original Mighty Morphin intro with, like, all the new bits from the special.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, also, before we have to stop uh take another break the ron wasserman soundtrack is what took it from like feeling like somebody was doing a nostalgia special to actually feeling lived in for all these mm-hmm. 30 years it 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 came back to where it's like okay we're we're back in it because it it didn't feel like you were in something different because he composed the the tracks for this so it felt like you know, you hit the stop button at the end of my, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers saga, and you waited however many years, and you press start again, and this was just, like, the the final little bit of it, the final 58 minutes or whatever it was of the six, seven-year journey <laughs> that you went on.
1: Yeah, cause it, it, it really was, like, incredible. If, who all they were able to get back, and despite how limited the roles may have been, like, it was still good to see, like, all these familiar faces and, like, sounds and voices. Like, it's just all these different pieces working together that just make it feel like this is just such a a fun, fulfilling package. At least, uh, I would say, for the both of us.
0: Yeah. And who cares about anybody else? If we liked it, that's all that matters. (laughs) That's why we're doing a
1: podcast. I I mean, honestly, kids, like, I was because it's on Letterboxd, and I put in my review, like, I'm not going to try to sit here and sell this to anyone who's not, like, a 30-something Power Rangers fan, because, like, I know it's probably not the land for anybody else who's not in that demographic, but I enjoyed it. I, I watched it in my room on my iPad, and it's like, I was just giddy. Like, this just feels right, and I, I enjoyed it, and, you know, it... Anyone else who's kind of sour on it, you know, that's their that's their opinion. But you know, for me, I was I was pleased very much so.
0: Yeah, same. And there's far far worse in the franchise than, than this special. <laughs> they're, yeah, there I've I've seen the absolute bottom. So this this was actually like shockingly refreshing at how like well and how much detail they actually put into it. Uh, because there there have been some darker years and darker episodes. So...
1: We're going to take one more break and then we'll be right back with the conclusion of our discussion once and always. Be right back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Part three, our our final portion of the show. We're just going to give up our remaining thoughts and maybe touch about a little bit more on general uh, Power Rangers favorites. Uh, And since this was a reunion special... I want to ask you before we left, what are some of your other favorite reunion specials from Power Rangers?
0: So, Forever Red is the one that, like, sticks out to me the most, I think. Uh, I, I get them all confused. I don't remember which one's which. Uh, and then, what was the reunion during Dino Charge?
1: Dino Charge?
0: Um...
1: Now, now you went that made me. Uh, space. I think that was the one that had uh, Austin St. John come back, correct?
0: I did he come back for that, or, or was did that I... Beast Morphers? See, that's what I can't remember. There was a more recent <laughs> one that I really enjoyed, and I think it was. I didn't get all the way through Beast Morphers yet, so it had to have been Dino Charge. But I can't. Look, we're old, like we're taught. Anybody that's listening to this, we really love this stuff. We've been watching it for thirty years, and we can't keep up with any of it. Even like you, we need like the like, we need the young brain in between us. That's like, hey, how about you talk about this? And they're like, oh yeah, we we need that like, we need the Conrad wrestling guy. That's like, tell me about this, and we're like, oh yeah, I can recall all that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just like a couple of good old brothers talking about the the day in the, the Power Rangers scene. <laughs> um, I, I One, I, d- I do want to take a chance to watch just because of, like, it's Jason David Frank's last special, uh, Dimensions in Danger from Ninja Steel, where it had, like, not only his return, the introduction of, like, a great concept in the Power Rangers. Uh, franchise the master morpher basically Mm. allows him to use all of his ranger forms and just like a huge uh, cast of returning um, uh, legacy rangers
0: yeah I still haven't gotten to that I forgot that was ninja steel that it happened in uh, which is such a strange season for them to have like pulled that off in uh, like thinking back on it Um, that's one I need to get to uh, I think Austin St. John came back in Beast Morphers. Or it might have actually, it might have been Dino Fury. Did they do a. Be-
1: because I know it's it's based off the, the Sentai reunion where it had the three Dino series at the time, uh Z Ranger, Opera Ranger, and Cure User.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, because it, no, it, di- be- it would have been
1: Dino Charge. Because Dino- yeah. Core User is. Uh, Dino Charge is uh Sentai footage counterpart.
0: Yeah, which I've been... Man, you talk about, like, the Sentai footage counterparts. I've been going back and forth between watching the third season of Power Rangers and then watching Kaku Ranger. It's, it's like, so crazy watching, like, Rito and how goofy he is and then watching... uh Oh, shoot, what's his name? The, like... He's like Lord Demon Junior or something like that, where he's like this guy with a guitar, like he's like a like playing piano and like playing like punk guitar and like yelling at everybody, and then he turns into the skeleton warrior demon. It's so cool, but just like the like goofy like switch up of that between the two. Uh, I'm trying to think of what. So they did Forever Red. They did. They did something. Did they do something during Mega Force or Super Mega Force?
1: Because Super Mega Force was the was at least the second season. Super Mega Force was like their version we, of Go kaiju where they yeah. had, where they had um, the the Ranger Keys, and they had like each. Well, not, I didn't see much of it, but they had an episode dedicated to a certain uh, season. Like uh, Casey, who is Jungle Fury Red, came back for an episode, yeah. and. uh, I forget her name, but she played Lightspeed Pink. She came back, and then they had the the Legendary War, which you know was kind of underwhelming for a lot of people. They had several Rangers come back, uh, like Jason David Frank, Hector David Junior from Samurai, um, that TJ from Space, yeah, like and uh, a lot of them.
0: That's that's the one I put out of my mind. That's why I have trouble with the because I watched. Mega Force and Super Mega Force, like on an iPad while I was playing video games, which was probably the best way to watch it because those are kind of rough seasons. But I, re- I remember them doing like a big where like multiple people came back and it kind of like left me cold. And I was like, oh okay, because um. But Forever Red is the one where they bring back the like Shadow Borg from Beetleborgs as the enemy, right? Like they used the, yeah, the, the suit from the... yeah they use the suit from Beetleborgs as the the uh villain which was in my opinion so sick because when else would you see Power Rangers fight that that suit and it's also yeah. just really funny to think that somebody like pulled something out of like the costume department and was like well what about this one Terry you know what I mean so like <laughs> uh and like while not a reunion. I feel like me personally, I would regret if I didn't get to talk on a podcast about the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles crossover from in space. Mm-hmm, yes, uh, that's that was one of my favorite things that they ever did. Even though Next Mutation is not awesome, those two episodes, <laughs> those two episodes were so uh, that. And even like when mask they like tried to like kick off Masked Rider and had the like little crossover there. I love that. I love. I like the in season stuff where they did like the former Rangers showing up for an episode or two that they did for a couple years there. More than I think I like the big like entire series team ups. Um, what was the They do it with Time Force, with uh, oh yeah, what is it? Uh, Light speed rescue for the future. Yeah. Uh, Well, or
1: well, because they they would always have you know the previous season. Let's say fight for for Wild Force. I knew they pretty sure Wild Force teamed up with Light Speed. That's what it was. And then uh, and then and then they also teamed up with um, Time Force.
0: Yeah, I always I get the like chronology of like post-lost galaxy stuff mixed up for a while but i i always like those episodes where you have the former team showing up for whatever reason and especially when there's like conflict where like oh which one was it time force where they're like kind of like at odds for a second or was that a later season gosh i i feel so so unprepared now that like my <laughs> 35-year-old brain had to, like, do any sort of recall on this. I was like, yeah, I'm ready for uh, it. <laughs>
1: uh, no, good. Um, I I think, you know, just from what we're talking about today, there's definitely seeds for, like, future Power Ranger discussion. I know when they did Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder crossover, like, the Ninja Rangers were, like, under a spell, so they, like, actively fought each other yeah. uh, for a while. And... And, like, Time Force and Wild Force was, like, a great crossover for me. And especially when, like, you had, like, certain character interactions that... It's like, okay, that's a really cool, like, little bit right here. Like, when um, Taylor, the kind of no-nonsense Yellow Ranger, she, like had like this, you know, little flirtatious vibe with, um, the Quantum Ranger. It's like, okay, like the first time in my kid head's like, okay, this is a ship. I liked it. I liked their dynamic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like stuff like that. I wish, uh, I almost wish we like got more, like if they like fully brought over some of those movies that they do. And just did them as like quick specials, especially, well, I'm going to say, especially now that Netflix has it uh, and the rights to it. But of course, Hasbro is moving away from Sentai footage right as like one of the sickest Sentais ever uh, thematically pops up uh, that could probably sell more toys than they would ever imagine. But uh, yeah, I I think like the full-blown movies would have been really cool to have gotten maybe during like the Disney era of like ownership uh, but it power rangers also always kind of like the bastard son like it's just kind of like we own it we kind of know what to do with it to get some toys out there but we don't really know we don't want to like fully put our all our energy into it which is kind of a shame because it's here we are 30th anniversary and it's still like pushing figures and uh driving up you know people watching content on Netflix, of all things, so...
1: Yeah. Um, I know in terms of, like, one of the bigger, like, anniversaries, I really have a lot of affection for uh, Once a Ranger, the 15th anniversary special that happened during Operation Overdrive, which is, by some, a, a, a very middling season, but, like, that being a very bright spot in it, and which had Johnny Young Bosch... Uh, come back as Mighty Morphin Black Ranger uh, 2, along with um, Xander, Mystic Force Green, Bridge, who had been promoted to SBD Red, um, and then uh, Dino Thunder Yellow, and uh, Ninja Storm Blue, and that opening sequence where they all coming in, like, one by one, great, and like, the big team at battle at the end i still really love because like it's only seven minutes that final battle at the end but they cram a lot in it
0: it's funny i still have not watched operation overdrive but i did watch that special and it like did not click mm. with me and it is it it's so awesome um i had forgot that adam even came back for that gosh it's crazy that that was 15 years ago it
1: doesn't feel like it. No, at all.
0: That that seems like a closer season than like most. Like that seems like closer than RPM, which was definitely after the fact. So, golly, the passing of time. Man.
1: It, it makes you know. I just feel like I'm gonna just turn into Thanos dust and like blow away in the wind. Uh, but I mean, it just just shows, shows like how much longevity the show has had. Like the thing that this. How many other children's shows are still running in, you know, 30 years down the line? Like, that's an incredible feat on its own. Never mind, like, you know, having, like, all these conscious efforts to, you know, know, to remember and, like, venerate, you know, the past that the series has had.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the, like, American's Doctor Who in terms of, like, longevity and, like, it... There's like kind of a canon, but you can still like bring it back and like keep things moving forward. Uh, it's I don't I don't know if it's as popular globally as that is, but it I think that would probably be the closest comparison to anything else. Like even though it kind of does get buried, there's all like there's always a kid getting into Power Rangers, and it's not their parents doing it. My nephew, like just randomly one day had turned something on Netflix and like suddenly he knew all about how I can't remember which series he started. It wasn't, this was before they took it, took them all off, which thankfully they're all on YouTube now. Uh, but he just like started a random Power Rangers series one day on his own at like three years old. And then was coming and telling me all about everything about it. And that just happened. If you put this show in front of children, they're going to get into it. And they're going to do it on their own. Absolutely, and I think that's like its legacy. It's like it's fun. It's bright. And it's going to to hook you at the right time. And, you know, I I'm lucky in that I can like still enjoy things like this without kind of being like maladjusted or like. Like I can still be a full grown adult and then be like, yeah, but I also like watching Power Rangers in the same way that like yeah. people watch B horror movies and it's like it's not like the the highest form of art in the world but I enjoy it and it's fun to me and uh yeah I appreciate that this show kind of has that staying power with a, seemingly a lot of people
1: yeah it's like you said like you know even if, even when I wasn't like actively paying attention to the series like I would still See like Halloween time, it, like are uh, going around the little kids dressed as Power Rangers, and it's like okay, I it, it to me or it was always refreshing to see that still there. Then when the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, there's a there's a Red Ranger balloon in it, and and just to have like all these little things from like I, something I loved in my childhood that's something I can I enjoyed into my adulthood that it still has like this cultural relevance, whether it's big or small. To me, like. That's very, you know, I guess, rewarding to me. Like, something I've enjoyed my whole life. It's still out there making, you know, memories and impact for, you know, all these new generations of, of kids.
0: Yeah. And I, it, anybody that like randomly tunes into this and is like, oh, yeah, I like Power Rangers, and you can still, like, you have the ability to still watch this stuff, like, within yourself without being like, well, that sucked go go it's all on youtube now so check out some of the other seasons if you never did uh it's kind of like pokemon it didn't all like end like begin and end with like generation one uh and there's actually some stuff of quality out there like time force is amazing rpm is amazing Um. Uh, if you never finish the whole original saga, you can watch all the way up through in space and like, yeah, it's varying in quality, but in space is probably one of the stronger seasons in like the whole, like yeah. third 30 year run. Um, and just have fun with it. And also don't take it so seriously, uh, for the people that do, because like you have a life outside of it, it's still good and you can have a good time <laughs> and like enjoy yeah, the things absolutely. you enjoy without it like hurting you. And that's in, in all things with media, like as we're about to wrap up here, I would just like to say that like, don't let the thing that you like make you have a bad time because it didn't go exactly how you wanted. There, there's other stuff, and not everything about this special was like a hundred percent perfect, but it was also really fun and kind of like rewarding to see after thirty years that like there was care put into it and that people. Other than just like me and you who like just kind of feels like we're just like out here sitting talking about these things while like the rest of the world is like doing something else like they did stuff that we can enjoy and they they did stuff that other people would enjoy more and it all worked out and that's kind of the best you can ask for with things like this and you can dislike something but you don't have to let it ruin your lives. So,
1: uh, I, I, well said. I w- I would uh, add. Um, there's there's never going to be that perfect version, especially with something that people have carried, you know, like th- their whole life. There's there's an uh, an imagined crystallized version, and you can still have that perfect version. You have you have to realize that your imagination and reality aren't always going to meet, and that's okay because your version of this is not someone else's version. But you you, you can still Find that middle ground uh, in the property that's in front of everybody, and I think there's something to enjoy in the series, like wherever you are on the, the the range of Power Rangers fans. I mean, it to me is really fun, heartfelt, and just like bring some new and old things to the series. And I think I think it's worth seeking out.
0: Yeah, I completely blinked there. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that part out or you can keep it in. It doesn't matter. What, what is it? You do the, the off mic bit where you start talking about off mic, cut this off, off mic. We need to take that one out of there. No, but yeah, I just, I hope everybody checks out the special cause it was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope we can do this again about our like shared interests. Cause like, I would love to have like a common writer conversation at some point. Cause I know Lord knows we've talked about it in the DMS enough. Uh, and yeah. I'll also feel like I've shaken off my podcast dust enough because it's been a long time since I've done this. So, uh, yeah, check out the special. Check out more Power Rangers stuff if you haven't. Uh, and right now, if you like Power Rangers, there is a large like, thing to pull from, especially now out there. Uh, for the first time in years, between like Ultraman and Shout Factory, getting some of the Kamen Rider series and stuff out there. Uh, and a lot of it is available for free on Tubi and YouTube. Uh, check that stuff out if you like Power Rangers and wanted to see something different. Because the Sentai series are available too. So if like this is your first time like venturing into that world, uh, Tubi has like all of them that made it over to the west through shout factory and you can watch a couple ads and then watch you know where mighty Morphin power rangers came from and where it like you can see where the white ranger came from because those suits other than that one were never used here except for in a mega super mega force episode which is pretty interesting um uh, so it's because all out there.
1: alien rangers that just never mentioned and yet to an invaluable resource if you're uh into tokusatsu they have so much like sentai kamen rider ultraman on there like that's something that I, you know we talked about it before on the show to is something you should reach out for not a sponsor but we would hope to be maybe one day yeah that... um, but
0: yeah. i was gonna say they're they're with the way they host content they could probably afford to if they if they're hosting some of that stuff they could certainly send y'all a few bucks to promote for them
1: <laughs> I mean, you know i would live for that a y c h to be collaboration let's make that happen
0: let's go let's do it to be are you listening <laughs>
1: please listen to be uh a y c h now streaming on tv um but uh, thank you, Chris, uh, so much for joining me. Uh, just great to, to finally talk in person, or you know, in person, quote, yeah. quote, remotely. And um, because I think this, this sort of just like whets my whistle for like more Power Rangers discussion, Sentai, Toku, whatever you want to talk about. I think there's plenty of room for that in the future. If you want to hear more Tokusatsu talk from AYCH, I have a on hiatus... Uh, for the moment, Ultraman files, but with the new Ultraman series, Ultraman Blazer, starting uh, this summer, you can expect that to come back. I have four full episodes discussing uh, Ultraman and its different forms on the AYC main channel, so go please check that out. That's been a lot of great response to that, and I'm excited to get back to it later this summer. And as we wrap up, Chris, if you would, uh, please let everybody know uh, what pe- where people can find you at.
0: Uh, if you want, I'm on Twitter at x wilkman x uh i just tweet bullshit man it's nothing nothing crazy (laughs) so like if you if you want to follow me for a little bit and then get annoyed by something i say and unfollow me that's fine i get it uh other otherwise i'm just kind of living so but i i appreciate anybody listening to this uh hopefully we'll get to do it again sometime soon and I'll, i'll talk about power rangers and stuff like this any day all right sounds
1: good i definitely think we can make that happen and um for everyone else out there be sure to like rate, and subscribe wherever uh podcasts are found this has been a special on ayc extra that is the third pillar in the aych network behind the main channel and cajun greatness the nicholas Cage movie review podcast follow us on where are we going on sources twitter instagram uh, Letterbox, Twitch, YouTube, we on all that. Just search AYCH Podcast. All you can hear, we're there. Follow us, like, rate, you subscribe. Five stars helps us out, keeps us visible. And just encourage us to make more content because Lord knows we're very much in the, uh, the business of just making more stuff right now. So uh, there's a lot more on the horizon. So stay tuned for that. All right. Well, um, thank you again, Chris, for joining me. And then we'll be talking to you very soon.
0: Absolutely. We'll see y'all.